0: You're listening to a Q&A mini-sode for the Mastering Media Podcast, where DIY creators learn new insights, tactics, and strategies to build their audience, revenue, and brand. This podcast is brought to you by Home Talk, the world's largest DIY community, where we help creators reach new audiences. And now, here's our Q&A session
1: okay so we have so many fun people on here let's see kind of the chat and ask a few questions um so any questions that y'all have for um andrea she knows her stuff y'all she is a great friend of mine she's incredible she has i've just watched her um she's just such an inspiration to me and so full of joy and and knowledge so let's take advantage of that right now if y'all are you know, I'm always preaching YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. I think it's kind of one of the highest yield places and actually that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you but we didn't get to. Before we get to the questions on here that people are asking, why do you think do you, why do you think YouTube is such a high yield place to put your content? I think YouTube is such a high yield place because YouTube's algorithm has
2: always been about putting the content in front of the people who are looking for it. And so it it will always be a place where people come to learn and where people come either for entertainment or to connect with someone. And so whatever obscure niche you may be in, you're going to find people who want to see it on YouTube for sure. And it has the the history it's not going anywhere like i said in in the in the um in the podcast people build companies off of off of their you know starting on youtube so it's definitely the place to, to be and always will be and uh, the main reason i think it's been so successful is that they actually value their creators they value creators they monetize channels you know they, they 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 really provide a lot of resources to their creators. They reach out to help creators. It's not perfect. They're definitely it's definitely not perfect, but you will find a lot of support for YouTube. And they are always they're they're a lot more responsive, I've found, over the years to criticism and feedback and modifying the platform. They want to keep the creators there happy. They they value creators. I haven't experienced that level of feeling like the platform values me on any other social media platform.
1: Well, and I also think too, and I I, I want to encourage all of y'all, if you were hopping on here and, um, and you have a smaller channel, I think do not lose heart. If you're like, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to, you know, monetize this? Is this ever YouTube pushes that out? When I first started, I mean, I had like I don't know, maybe a thousand people. I mean, I don't have much more than that now, but, uh, but I remember some of my videos were getting five and six, 7,000 views, way more than my thousand. um, Unlike other channels, like I think frustrating things sometimes about Instagram or even Facebook, you know, you have thousands and thousands of followers over there and it lets five people see it. And so I think YouTube is almost the opposite sometimes where you put your content out there and it lets, um more people see it. So don't be discouraged. You guys got this for sure. I kept thinking I need a merch shelf with a t-shirt that says you got you got this is what I was Yeah, thinking. definitely don't let your subscriber
2: number um make you think that you're not being uh, you're not successful and I always use this as an example. There's a channel on YouTube. Uh I forget the name, but basically it's a creator who reviews car seats, baby car seats. And I don't think that this creator has very many followers, but the views on her videos are insane. Clearly making, you know, a full-time revenue stream with very few followers. Why will people buy a car seat want to know how to how to install it they watch the video and that's it like they don't necessarily have a reason to to continue coming back but she is the go-to for car seat installation massive following because anytime somebody buys that car seat they go online to figure out how to put it into the car they're going to find her video i mean it's such a niche thing but i mean that's an example of why follower number doesn't necessarily equate to success Okay, so Stephanie is asking,
1: where and how do you do your keyword research?
2: So I do keyword research. I use a few different um, approaches. There's an extension that you can get in YouTube, which I highly recommend. It's called um, TubeBuddy. You can have, there's a free part of it and then you can pay. I pay for it. But in the first few years of my YouTube channel, I
1: didn't. When you pay into you, you, I'm sorry, Andrea. Can you spell that? It's tube and B-O-D-Y. Tube Buddy. Okay, Buddy. Yeah.
2: Tube Buddy. It has like a keyword search and it's really valuable because you can put in, you know, like, you know, for example, uh, Blackheads is something I would do a video on, right? And it will pull up, like, it will help you find out what people are searching within Blackheads. And then it will give you a score of those search terms. And it will also show you what videos are already on YouTube that are being pulled, like, being shown to people searching for that. So you can get a sense of what kind of content is out there, um, what kind of, you can analyze other other channels if you want to, um, in terms of what's performing for them how they're titling things um and so that can really be a valuable research. So so I use that. I also will just go to Google and type in like blackheads and I'll see Google starts telling you what people are searching for. So I'll do that and then YouTube has a very valuable thing on the back end the analytics. If you go into your analytics, um there's a research tab and the research tab has a section where you can do kind of a similar keyword search but it shows you what your actual audience is searching for. Oh. It shows you the topics they are searching for and it ranks them high, medium, what? low. That's so, your especially as your audience grows, your audience base really can fuel the success of a video if you create content that they are really wanting to see. They're going to click into it much earlier in that that span of time. That the you know the the this the, the sweet spot, the first hour of the video. If your audience is really interested in that, they're more likely to watch it right away or earlier on, and that's going to help it long term. So creating content, and again, it comes back to providing. Like for me, it's my channel. My my why is all about providing value. What do people want from me, and that that little nugget there from YouTube really has helped me out a lot in kind of figuring out topics and, and
1: what people want. Okay. So, um, let, so, um, Cindy says that she has a merch shop through Spreadshop, Um, and then other people said they have one through Shopify. Um, okay. Leslie said, do you have any suggestions for storing videos?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm not very good about that. I don't store my, like I'm the worst when that, when it comes to that. Um, But I do recommend not doing what I do. And I do recommend, you know, getting an external drive. I made a big mistake. I made a big mistake with my videos. An external drive and saving your videos because you can go back and grab that footage and, you know, repurpose it in other ways. Uh, you know, and and if you're telling a story, it's also really nice to have old footage to show your viewers like, Oh, remember this, you know, that we saw back here and three years ago, here it is. Like there are YouTubers who have that kind of a, of a stockpile. I I don't simply, you know, the volume that I've put out over the years, it's just kind of been overwhelming. So I don't save a a lot of videos, but
1: definitely, I definitely recommend doing that. Well, y'all, one tip that I do is I actually use Google drive to save all, and then save my, my Google drive is backed up to an external hard drive, but I've actually, this has been something I've been kind of passionate about. I went through my phone and found all of these little short form videos that I had filmed like last year, maybe the year before. And I'm actually going through and I've been posting a video every single day from those old videos on my phone. And then I take them and I upload them into a file, name the file. And then the they're all lumped under a folder in google um, drive called videos for social so when you click on the videos for social folder there's individual little folders with all of those clips labeled and everything's alphabetized so um and i literally just saved them i have my google drive on my phone and so when it's like today or yesterday i created a video and i just went over there created a folder click save on my phone and got it off of my camera roll because there's nothing more frustrating than trying to find a video and you're like lost in the recesses of your 10,000 photos or um, videos on your, on your phone. So I think Google drive is and and inexpensive. I mean, I think I had to purchase extra cloud storage, maybe 999 a month or something like that, but it's, and then it's all backed up to an external hard drive. So Um, let's missy ask, is there any ideal length for doing long form video? Now, That is something that that varies
2: from creator to creator. And a lot of it, you will build an audience that's trained to like a certain length and that YouTube, at least my impression, is trained to really prefer in terms of what they push and don't push. And for my channel, I have found that videos anywhere from 18 to 23 minutes do really well. but any youtuber out there forget about, like, it. Like, forget like about a lot it. of a lot of like these courses and things like that will really emphasize keep it like very concise very you know 7 minutes all these things but for me that's that's just not really been the case and i see other creators who make videos that are like an hour long and they they do really well whereas other creators they're in this 7 to 10 minute sweet spot. It a lot of it depends on the the type of audience you build. Uh and and if, you know so I I've lot probably lost followers or people have not to st- stuck around with me or had any interest in my content or ever engaged in it cuz they see 23 minutes and like mm-mm, mm-mm. so you know it could be hurting me but y- you know th- this is what works and honestly the the longer the video, you know, the more potential for ads to run, uh, across the video. So it's, you know, kind of a, a bit more in your favor, but the longer the video, you know, the
1: audience retention will probably, I find about seven to 10 from just from yeah. my videos. about seven to 10. So, um, okay. So one last question and, uh, Everyone has been so respectful and so appreciate y'all asking all these amazing questions. Um, Sabrina actually said she's been doing YouTube videos since 2014, how to share older content to get it seen again. And that leads into what we talked about earlier in the podcast where, you know, you're recreating the thumbnail, maybe adding a few words. Yeah, the other big tip is
2: talk about your other content on your, in your videos. Um, I do this all the time. Uh, You know, I'll be doing a video on, on acne and I'll talk about um, a treatment that we use and I'll say, you know, I have a video all about this treatment and how it works and the side effects. And so I'll link that down below if you want to watch it and link to older videos in your description box too, because that helps you, that helps you a lot in how the video will perform because YouTube will see those links in the description box and it will, suggest those videos to the person watching it oftentimes on the sidebar and that is of tremendous value to you not only in getting them to watch the older stuff but in getting them to stay on your on your channel that's what you want you want the the new viewer to binge you want to make content that people can can binge as they say you know whether it be saving types of videos to a playlist talking about types of videos that relate to the video you're in you want to keep people like you know they're they they've searched out this topic and if they realize, oh I can learn more about this topic here I don't need to go outside they're gonna stay and that, that's a gold mine right there building your content to be bingeable
1: well and Cindy is saying you can also promote old videos in the community tab. I don't know yes. About-
2: Yes. Community tab on YouTube is a way to just engage with your audience. Um, and it, uh, it actually will appear in YouTube on the iPhone app. Uh, and when you open YouTube, you'll see people's community tabs pop up amongst suggested videos and showing your older videos there can really help. You can be like, you know, Hey, you know, I'm seeing a lot of questions from you guys about, X, Y, and C. Here's, an, you know, have you seen my video on this? We talk about it here, and you also can pull your pull your audience there. Uh, you can, you know, ask them questions and and have them weigh in. Uh, and it's definitely a way to engage with them that can be very valuable for sure. And how
1: do you access the community? Where did it's on the iPhone app? You're saying community tab is just within YouTube Studio. You know, you can post there.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. so it's a
2: separate place to post. In your YouTube studio, other you can post, videos. Yeah, you can post from YouTube studio. And it, it's just like, you know, it's it's just like leaving a little note that
1: your audience will see. Okay, awesome. Wow, that I've learned so much today. Oh my gosh, so many things. I think, you yeah, know, just like everything, there are so many hours in the day. And, and I think it's easy for us as creators to get overwhelmed. And I think the one takeaway for me amongst many that you've shared with us today is that YouTube is a place to put your time. You know, there's a lot of gold in YouTube because I feel like if you have a, more than any other platform, I feel like if you have content that is interesting to a people, a variety of people that are searching for it, you can monetize that content without worrying about your subscriber count. And I think that that is, I just think there's a lot of gold in that because, you know, you only have 24 hours in a day and you're like, where am I gonna um, put this? content. So, and where am I going to put my time? What if, which, which content am I going to pour my time into? And I think YouTube is, is definitely a place and, and you've shared so many amazing tips today. So thank you, Andrea. I so, thank so. you for excited.
2: having me, Marianne. This was great.
1: All right, you guys. Well, if you are listening, um, thank you so much for joining us here today um, for the Q and A session. We so appreciate you. And now my wonderful, amazing, incredible friends, go take on the day and have a day as amazing. As you are. Thank
0: you. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Home Talk, the world's largest DIY community, where we help creators reach new audiences. For more information on our programs for content creators, please visit our website at www.creators.hometalk.com. We'll be back soon with a new episode of Mastering Media. Have a great day and happy home talking.